Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I want to share a few thoughts with you that I, I shared just briefly in the first, but I want to add just a couple more things today. The number 20 in the Bible symbolizes the cycles of completeness. Number 20 is associated with a trial, a period of waiting, and if it is successfully completed, the reward is generous and full of God's love. That's what, that's what number 20 means in the Bible. I thought, well, we're celebrating 20 years of ministry here, so I thought, well, we'll find out what it is. I thought, that's awesome. And one of our key verses that's been a blessing for us in our many years of ministry is 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters... Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I love it. It says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. That doesn't mean you have to all be pastors or evangelists or missionaries. Just give yourselves fully to God's plan and purpose for your life. I learned a long time ago, if I'm going to do life, and minister, I'm going to do it passionately. And I'm just, I just, we just do life passionately together. We always have. We've always done it with all of our heart. And sometimes that's scary because people trample on your heart when you put yourself out there. We've had people in our homes and they've ripped us off and we've had stuff happen over life and people that you think are with you betray you. But I've learned you just keep on not being moved and you just keep on doing with all your heart for the Lord. Because this life rushes by so quickly. What's happened in 20 years? I can remember driving in 20 years ago and, and Rachel had her uh, birthday in the new house we moved into. And uh, it's just, it was amazing. The, end, the New King James, James Version says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Steadfast. There's not enough steadfast people around. Not stubborn, but steadfast, keeping to trust and believe God and his promises that we sang about today, that they will come to pass. Be steadfast. The passion says, so now, beloved ones, stand firm, stable and enduring. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord. Because we're assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. I love that. It says that in every season, if you stand firm, you're faithful, you endure, you'll live a life with unshakable confidence. Boy, in these crazy, fear-filled, anxious world that we live in right now, we need some people that are living with absolute confidence that our God is still on the throne. We need people that are carrying his love and hope into our broken, confused, anxious, fear-filled society. The church, believers, we can carry that and we need to have confidence. Don't second guess yourself all the time. Say, God, give me confidence to live out what you've called me to be into. And it says that we will prosper and excel in every season. Just what, That's a word for us today, every season. Good, bads, good seasons, bad seasons, ugly seasons, confusing seasons, crazy seasons. Just keep on loving and serving God and you will see the fruit. And we've had a few over the years, we think, God, where, where are you in this? But we've learnt just to keep trusting Him. Keep trusting Him and He will bless you. 
Now, I believe it's important to honour God and, and people and celebrate events. We don't do enough celebration in our Aussie culture. I really don't believe that. A few weeks ago, we had the, um, our beautiful Peter and Mercy Amati did their 20th uh, wedding anniversary. Mate, that was celebration and a half with 100 people dancing around the aisles. And the, Oh, mate. They said, we're going to dance down the aisle. I said, that's awesome. I said, how long's the song? They said, 13 minutes. I said, this is going to be a great service. So for 13 minutes, they danced around and celebrated. That was just to get up the front to start the ceremony. And I thought, oh, Lord, help us to be a bit more celebrating. We need to honour and celebrate one another and our, the kingdom of God and his purposes. And I believe if we show that way, people come and say, wow, this is kingdom life. This is Christian life. This is when we honour God, there's honour and value comes in our lives. I want to um, just uh, indulge for a moment, and I shared this in the first service. 20 years ago, we came on the 21st of October to actually become the senior pastors here. And about two months before, we came, and the, the stage used to be over here where you guys are sitting, where Dr. Scholl, that used to be the stage, and we came through the door here. And Tim and uh, Rachel came with us, Stephen stayed in... Sandra Coast went to Bible college and got into ministry and all sorts of amazing things. But I remember as I walked through the door, there were about 60 people in the church. Some of you were, who was still here when we came 20 years ago? Pete and Emma and uh, George and Sylvia and Dorothy. Oh, look at this, Glenda. Yeah, Ashley. There's about seven or eight here and there was probably a dozen in the first service. There's probably 20 or so. Frida. Wow. And uh, that's amazing. I remember when we walked through the door, I had an open vision. The Holy Spirit just hit me as I walked through the door. And I staggered to my seat and I had an open, open vision of what God was going to do in this church and in this city. And I remember writing down and I saw a vision of at least 500 people coming into the kingdom of God in this, and in this church, overflowing and uh, increase. And I saw the, the presence of God just so fill this place and the Lord said that Harvey Bay used to be a strong spiritual center for many years. And they used to have conferences and conventions in the Beth Shen Christian campsite that was next door here. And that was here for decades through the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. And uh, they used to have our state Queensland conferences here and our national conference was here once or twice in Harvey Bay. And... Uh, some amazing ministries came. Tommy and Matthew Barnett, I was here, that run the Dream Center. Their first time they ever preached in Harvey Bay was in this little church here in Harvey Bay at a pastor's conference. And there's so many amazing stories that have happened. And the Lord said to me as I walked through, he says, for the last 10 years, this church and this area has in a spiritual backwater. And I thought, well, that's a pretty strong word, but that's clearly what he said. It said, it's just wandered and lost some of its purpose. And the campsite closed down and all sorts of other stuff happened. But then, but he said, I'm going to restore it. I'm going to restore and there'll be, there'll be conferences and conventions. This church will flourish and, and it will touch the world. And I'm thinking, wow, I staggered to my seat. It was so powerful. And I didn't tell anyone except for Mary Lynn for about a year what, I had, what, it, what experience I had. Because I didn't want to influence anyone um, with what God had put in my heart. And then after about a year, I started sharing with some of the leaders what the Holy Spirit had showed me. So we've been, the last 20 years have been out of a sense of destiny and purpose and passion because we knew God had called us here. And so we've seen the church flourish. 
and grow and lots of amazing things happen uh, by his spirit. And about a year later, I was praying. I remember I was down the back corner praying on a Friday night and a half night of prayer and these scriptures exploded in my spirit. It's the only way I can describe it. Um, that uh, This is what happened. In Jeremiah 33 verse 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Verse 6, Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Verse 9, Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honour before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. And those scriptures speak prophetically of Jerusalem from uh, Isaiah, from Jeremiah. But as I was speak, praying, the Holy Spirit said, if you want to, you can claim them for Harvey Bay. It was like one of those moments, you know. And, and, I, and I, I remember I put my hand up and says, Lord, I take that by faith for this church and this city. And when my hand came down to my heart, my spirit exploded. I thought I was going to burst and something happened inside of me. And from that Sunday on, people started getting saved nearly every week. And there's been very few weeks since then, 19 years ago, that we haven't seen people come to Christ, either in church or in youth group or in, uh, in our community and wherever. And it was like God says, that's yours. So I regularly pray that over our city. And, and I pray for healing, for health, for blessing, for favour. And for a long time, it looked like there wasn't that much happening. But in the last few years in the city, everything's just exploded. And uh, some of you might have heard this week that the Premier came. They're investing $7.1 billion in our region to build all the trains for Queensland and probably for Australia. They're building a whole new factory at Torben Lee. $7.1 billion with 800 full-time jobs. The federal government's given us $40 million to build a new city centre. They, do, they don't give that to any other cities in Australia and they've given it to Harvey Bay. Some things are shaking. Things I've been praying for for 20 years are happening in the, in the natural. In the, and God's stirring. And in the spiritual realm, we're seeing lots of people come to Christ. We've seen over 1,000 people in the last 11 years come to Jesus through transformations alone. I mean, that's incredible. From all over Australia and New Zealand. And, and God, you've only just started yet. So I believe that we're going to see more and more amazing things happen in our city and our community. And God's positioned us as a church to help release that across our city and our community and partner with whoever else is doing his kingdom purposes. I want to encourage you, pray in and, and let, let our vision grow. I had a dream. I was This week I was just reflecting, as you do when you have a 20 uh, year birthday, whether it's uh, your own or for a church. And I remembered a dream I had in 2000, August 2012 when I wrote this down. And I was reminded again this week. I saw hundreds of people coming from different backgrounds and ages coming into our church. I saw them lined up outside the doors and just coming. This is now nine years ago. And some of the things you think, are they ever going to happen? And we've seen it to a measure, but I, we haven't seen the full measure. And I asked the Lord what the dream meant, and he said that he had released a gathering anointing. I'd never heard of a gathering anointing, but that's what the Holy Spirit said. People would be gathered to the Lord and to our church from Harvey Bay and from other areas. He said there would be four aspects to the anointing of the Holy Spirit that would be happening. 
Number one, it will be a gathering anointing, drawing new people to church and, and gathering people back who have been out of fellowship or have been away from the Lord. And he's going to restore households. He's going to draw people back that have been connected to this church, that have been connected to part of your family. There's a whole lot of people that God says they're coming back. And about four years ago, three years ago, I was here praying one Friday morning and out of my spirit come these words, bring them back, Lord, bring them back, Lord. For about 10 minutes, a few of us were here and it just cried out from my spirit, bring them back. And I saw them coming one after another. People that were, had once been in this church or had been in other churches had drifted away from God. Bring them back, Lord. And that's every time I start to pray, that comes back again. And we've seen some coming back, but there's many, many more. Sharon, your, your boys are coming back to their full purpose in Jesus' name. They're, they're going to come back. There's other families here. That right now, I, I prophesy they're coming back. Those that you prayed for for decades, for George and Sylvia, your family, they're all going to come back. They're all come back. And I believe that God's going to draw people back by His Spirit. And all we've got to do is have an atmosphere that will welcome them, that will love them, that will speak hope, that will declare prophetically what God's going to do in their lives, accept them as they are and let God do the changing. If we do that, but we can't stop the, the stream, the river of people that will come and that God will trust us with. And Mary and I, that's our heart to, to make a, a place where all ages, all nationalities, all backgrounds can feel loved, accepted, and where the Spirit of God can transform their lives. That's been our passion, and we're going to see that happen and increase. The second thing he says, there will be a healing anointing. He will heal and restore people in their spirits, souls, and bodies, setting people free. And we've seen that happen, but boy, there's so much more to happen. Thirdly, there's an equipping anointing. Training, anointing people with the gifts and fruit of the Spirit, anointing them to minister the needs of people. And fourthly, there's a releasing, sending anointing. Luke 4.18, the Holy Spirit will come upon us. Sending people into their families, community and beyond to minister effectively. And I was blessed watching Doug and Becky. They're pastoring a church in Canada now. And when they came into our church here, they were still working, you know, been through a tough time and God just restored them. And then he ended up on staff here and blessed us. Rob Newton, I remember when he came, he was the guy who spoke and he's pastoring a church in New South Wales. He was a butcher and he, he was, uh, his marriage had just fallen apart and someone invited him to church. I think it was Jason Adams who had just got saved. First year here, they were in our first new converts class and, and he, he, he couldn't read properly. But he came, and I remember Al Führer's here and prayed for him. He went home and opened the Bible. He could read the Bible fluently. He couldn't read the newspaper or a book, but he, whenever he opened the Bible, he could read fluently. So then he taught himself how to read other things. And he got, he got supernaturally healed here one night, only weeks after he gave his heart to Jesus. And so he got so impacted in the butcher's shop he would regularly talk and pray for people over the counter and they were getting healed in the butcher's shop. The owner of the shop wasn't that excited about having a religious revival going on in his butcher's shop. But he quickly realised, because he, he was going to stop him doing it, and then he stepped back and looked and he realised there was heaps more customers coming to his shop now that weren't there before. So he thought, if I stop that, I'm going to cut up all these new customers. So the boss reluctantly let Rob keep leading people to Jesus and praying and they were getting healed over the, the butcher's counter. 
And now he's in full-time ministry pastoring a church and he's planted two other churches in country New South Wales. And I think, God, you are amazing. He's one of many that we've seen. And I believe we're going to see many, many more. And hearing Eric and Mariana Clark, I took Tim on a missions trip there four or five years ago. That was an amazing journey, hey? I still, it's one of the funniest times I've ever had. Tim, Tim's six foot eight, nearly over two me, and his interpreter was this high. And Tim gets up and says, tonight my sermon is on David and Goliath. And this interpreter, he, he, he saw the funny side straight away. So he started immediately acting it out. And Tim and him, the next 20 minutes, acted out. We were falling off our seats with laughter. <laughs> it wasn't Tim, it was the most... <laughs> I found a photo the other day of you and this interpreter. I thought, and now we were with Eric and Marianne Clark, who was on there from Thailand, missionaries. And that was the most, one of the most amazing missions trips I've ever been on. And I thought, God, you raise them up. You send them out. And releasing, I believe we're going to see more and more. And at times, we've had so many amazing musicians and singers and people come and then they go. And I think, God, if half of them were here, we'd have a thousand people in our church. But I realise that part of our call is to win them to Christ, restore them, equip them and send them out. And that's what we've just done that to thousands of people. And I thought, Lord... If that's what you've called us to do, let's just do it well. And we don't lose them, we just invest them. We've got to change our thinking that when someone moves away, we haven't lost them, we've invested them somewhere else. And I'd love to have Tim and Stephen here every week, but we've invested them elsewhere around our nation. And, and there's many, many others, and I know that will continue, but I really do feel the Lord say, if, you've, if you're faithful to who I send you, then he'll make sure you've always got more than enough. So I'm claiming that for our, for our ministry, that God will add to and restore. Another prophecy that was given by Dr. Michael Maiden, and I'm, I'm, I've cut some of it out because it was personal, but some of it's for our church. And these are things that God has spoken. And Dr. Michael Maiden is an amazing prophet from America. He's been to IC Church and we heard him. This was given three, three years ago next month. And I'll read you some of it because I want you to hear the heart of it. I shared it when he first did it three years ago, but most of you probably don't remember this. He said, Pastor Ross, you have a great heart and you're such an encourager. In America, we call a person that grows things really well a green-thumbed person. No, they're not green. I saw this beautiful greenhouse. It was your ministry, your church, and there were all these beautiful exotic plants just flourishing. People flourish under your ministry are healthy and you're emotionally and spiritually healthy and you create a healthy environment this guy doesn't doesn't know us he's from America and he just calls me out he called us up different ones and started to speak so you create this beautiful culture I just declare this over you God loves to multiply healthy things that's really good if you're saying how can I have a good business just get it healthy have good relationships in your staff. How can my ministry grow? Just keep it healthy emotionally and spiritually. And healthy things can't help but grow. I just declare a season multiplication to your whole ministry. You keep doing the things you are doing and watch what God does. He is breathing upon. He's calling it forth into increase. That can only be explained as an act of God, a move of God. So God, thank you for this season. You've got some cool years ahead of you. 
They're going to be the most fruitful, satisfying and most joyful years of our lives. We claim that often, eh? You have a great staff, great sons and great daughters around you and they are going to start to flourish and prosper around you. I see two property miracles, two related things. So I loosen the grace of God into the realms of your property. One close and one an extension. And I know that's, as soon as you said it, I knew it's our home for the harvest we're going to build and the community centre and and transformations for their property. I knew immediately that that's what God was saying. This guy doesn't know us. He was the Holy Spirit declaring prophetically. And he said, God do miracles through Pastor Ross in the name of Jesus, the Lord of the church. Thank you, God, for your hand upon his life. Thank you for your great love for him. He has always been so dependable. It's like when you go to a restaurant that is quality, consistent, always good food, just always good shepherding food. (laughs) What an interesting way to put it. You're a good-hearted man. God bless his life, bless his family, bless the academic-related child. Let there be an, an, an ascendance in a destiny. And Tim said, that's not me. It was clearly Rachel, who's a school teacher. <laughs> hey, he didn't know my family. I've never talked to him. Then he went on and said, um, let, um, let favour come upon everyone in his family just because of this man's obedience, his reckless faith. As he has blessed other people's families, bless his. Sovereignly, supernaturally, God. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you, God, for even the renewal. Loosen a miracle of health into my wife's, your wife's body in the name of Jesus. And that's not long after Mary Lynn had had her thyroid operation with cancer. And he didn't know, but we're seeing that totally uh, restored and uh, God's grace. And uh, I command infirmity, weakness, and even discouragement, attach these infirmities to leave her body in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of the church. God, do a miracle in the mighty name of Jesus. Hey, when you're walking with God, he will sometimes be very specific. Sometimes he'll give you general direction, but if if your heart's for him and you love the Holy Spirit and his word, he will come and just be so specific at times. But you've got to be listening. And I've always said, when I'm in church, I put my hands up. It's not because the worship leader said, put your hands up. It's worship and surrender, but they are my antenna that I put up to say, Holy Spirit, what are you up to today? That's what God showed me. He said, just tune your heart and listen to the Spirit. Not just in church, but when you're in your, in your business or your family or your, um, there's challenge or need or you're reading the Word, your devotions. Just let your heart hear, what, Holy Spirit, what are you saying today? Because He wants to show us what he's up to. Just a couple of things to wrap it up today. Ephesians 6.10 says, Now my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Do you hear that? It says stand. And then it says keep on standing. When the enemy comes, Resist him and then stand. Don't give up. Just keep on standing. Some of us give up too quick. We bow down and we run away. It says, be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so you'll be 
protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. They are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides as you're in as you're protected, as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Woo! Hey, let me tell you, we don't have a COVID crisis, we have a fear crisis and we have a spiritual battle crisis over our nation. And there are schemes of the enemy to try and tear down and destroy the kingdom of God, to try and destroy people's confidence and health. And we've got to stand up in the name of Jesus Christ. We've got to stand, not bow down. We've got to stand up and declare that our God is victorious. We've got to claim the promises and prophecies over our church and over your life and over your household and your business. Come on, let's not back down. Let's stand up because victory is ours in the name of Jesus Christ. It is ours in his mighty name. In verse 11, the word can, you can stand in the original Greek form is dynasty, meaning I am powerful, I have power. So when it says can, it's a declaration that I am powerful, I have power because of who we stand in in the name of Jesus. I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can. It's a very powerful word. I can, I can stand, I am powerful, I, am, I have power because of who Christ is in me. We aren't powerless when the enemy stirs up trouble among us, we are powerful. A couple of quick things, 20 years of fruitful ministry, a couple of things I've written down. How does it happen? Obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit is part of our key. Second, we just keep believing, faith and faithfulness. Consistently, persistence, never give up. I was brought up in a farm where you just had to milk the cows every day, whether there was drought or flood or storms or lightning. I remember milking the cows and there was lightning and, and the, the, the lightning electricity would, would cause the bucket between your legs to vibrate and, and you just had to keep on doing life. We give up so easy. My dad was struck by lightning twice and survived both of them. We, we just give up too easy. A lot of Aussies have lost that pioneer spirit of strength in the spirit realm, in our relationships. We give up too easy. We've become too soft. And God, by His Spirit, through the pressure of COVID, is causing us to find our strength again, to find our voice, to stand up and be who God has called us to be. Love and compassion for people is just so important. Team, my wife and family and leadership team and church family, and serving others, just thinking beyond yourself all the time. If you want to flourish just don't be thinking about me my and mine just be always saying God who can I bless today who can I help today and lastly be thankful for the past live fully in the present and have hope and faith for the future celebrate 20 years live fully in the present that's why in the service said Lord who you want to bless today that's why God starts downloading words and breakthrough for people here today just live life like that and then be excited for the future worship team come on down we'll just wrap it up with a one song and as they do I just want to share my other favorite scripture among a couple hundred others Romans 15 13 most you know this off by heart because I use it at least once a month 
Now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. Wow, if people get within five meters of you, is there some hope radiating out of your life? Your words, your smile, your actions of kindness, your encouragement. I pray that hope is radiating from your life because he's the God of hope. You say, oh, you don't know what I've been through. I don't, but God does, but he's the God of hope. And if you get close enough to him, hope's going to start to radiate out of your soul. Let's stand in his presence today. Thank you for celebrating with us and honouring us. And it's been an amazing 20-year journey. And the next few years, I think, are going to be amazingly cool. I really felt the Lord speak to me these last few weeks, even before today, says, next year you've got to find a way to build that building. We have got to build a bigger building because we just can't fit the people in. And there are thousands of people moving in. They're expecting 40,000 extra people to move to this area in the next 20 years. The government initially thought 20. Now the real estate and all the developers are saying, no, it'll be at least 40,000 people coming. And all these jobs, they're going to be all working. So we've got to build some bigger facilities and we've got to raise up more ministries into our schools and our university for the poor and needy with counselling and care. And we've got to have dozens and dozens of connect groups and different ministries because God's sending lots of people to this region. And He said, come on, get yourself prepared. And so I believe God's going to make a way. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.